to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. Internet is working and we are cranking out podcast episodes. We, like there's multiple of me here recording podcast episodes. I am so grateful as always to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic. We are going to talk about detoxification. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen that this is something I have been talking about recently. And if you have are an OG follower. I've talked about this topic multiple times and my message is always, always the same. We need to be supporting our body in detoxification. It is one of the most overlooked aspects of health in the Western medicine world. If you've ever had a doctor tell you that you don't need to do anything to detox because you have a liver, they are dead fucking wrong. And you should tell them to speak about what they actually know about. Uh, yes, I do mean that. <laughs> While you do not need fancy juice cleanses or expensive supplement regimens. There are things you should be doing daily to support your detoxification system. And most importantly, your liver, your liver is the rock star here of the detoxification system. A happy liver and open detoxification pathways are essential for optimal well-being. So many diseases and health issues can be traced back to inflammation from stored toxins due to subpar detoxification. We are living in an increasing toxic world. You know, I've talked about that many times and these things, I mean, our body has a great detoxification system, but it is not, it was not designed to compete with the level of toxins that we are being exposed to on a regular basis. And we can't possibly avoid them all. I mean, I am pretty meticulous at this point about the things that enter our home and the things that we put into our body. But I mean, you really you can't avoid them everywhere. And so this is why it's really important to take a look at your detoxification system, your detoxification pathways. And if you are experiencing health issues, to really ask yourself if this could be a missing piece of the puzzle, especially if you're dealing with something that at root cause is probably because of inflammation. These can include things like skin problems, uh, acne, rashes, liver spots, eczema. You might experience things like asthma and allergies, uh, migraines, even things like autoimmune disease and cancer can all be traced back to detoxification issues and these toxins getting stored in your body. Now, how do you know if your system might be overburdened? You may have had an experience with some of the things I just mentioned, but how do you know if you're needing some extra support if, you're, if your system is overburdened in any way? Well, I'm going to list off a bunch of warning signs for you here, and I know the list is going to seem long, but bear with me here. Things like dull skin tone, acne issues, rashes, eczema, sensitive skin, dark circles under, under the eyes, 
uh, chronic pain like arthritis or migraines, poor digestion, especially of fats. Take note of that, especially if you have uh, trouble when you have like fried foods or even higher fat uh, meats. If you're eating animal products, things like that, that poor digestion in those situations can be a sign of overburdened detoxification system. High cholesterol, hypertension, bad breath, constipation, overly smelly bowel movements, reproductive issues, lingering infections, poor wound healing, food and seasonal allergies. If you are highly reactive during seasonal allergy time every single year, this could be a sign that your liver is needing some support. Asthma, as I mentioned before, fatigue or sluggishness, brain fog, depression, anger and frustration, gout, edema or water retention, dark urine and frequent urinary tract infections. I know, I know, I told you that list was long, but just because these somewhat common ailments are on here does not mean that they are normal. I've said that before. You know that. I'm going to repeat it with everything at this point. These things can be pretty normalized. I mean, especially seasonal allergies, right? How many different freaking seasonal allergy medications are there? At any time I hear a client start talking about that they take, you know, this time of year, it's just, I'm just going to start popping the Claritin. It just, it makes my skin crawl. But I understand it's, these are all areas where normally in a normal system, in a normal detoxification system, we would be able to process these things just fine. Like we do not have super normal pollen out there these days for seasonal allergies. That's just bombarding everyone. If anything, pollen counts have probably decreased. I mean, I don't have any actual scientific data on that, but I'd be willing to bet that if we looked at decades ago, how many more plants and trees probably existed around us versus today, where if you don't live out in the country somewhere, you are probably surrounded by a lot more houses and neighborhoods and buildings and a, a lot less trees and things like that. But we are all suffering from seasonal allergies so much worse. Why is that? It's not because the trees and the plants have changed. It's because our environments have changed. It's because our systems are now overburdened by all of the other things that have been added into our environment. All of the personal care products that we use, the household products that we use, the chemicals and things that are in our food system. I mean, this is just one example when it comes to seasonal allergies. Allergies, But if anything that I named on that list stood out to you or multiple things stood out to you that you're like, wow, I've got a couple of things on that list here, Casey. This is a sign that you've really got to pay some attention to detoxification. In our increasingly toxic world, it is so easy if we are not mindful of our daily choices for our detoxification system to be overburdened. And truly, it's really fucking annoying. I mean, I'm just going to be blunt about it because that's the kind of person that I am here. It's really annoying. Like I said, this did not used to be the case. And it's not because nature has changed. It's because we live in an extremely toxic modern world. We are stuck now navigating this thanks to greed and broken systems that don't care about our health and well-being because it keeps us eternal customers. I mean, why do they fucking care if they've destroyed our detoxification systems, if they've overburdened our livers? Like hypertension and high cholesterol, those are two of the most popular medications out there that big pharma is happy to keep shelling out. But I will save that rant for another time. First, I want to make sure that when I'm talking about the detoxification system that we're on the same page about what that actually is. It primarily takes place via the interconnection of the liver, the gallbladder, 
the kidneys, the lymphatic system, the colon, and the skin. Hence why, if you noticed on that list of potential overburdened uh, symptom systems, symptoms, <laughs> tongue twister there, it comes from a lot of these places. It comes from a lot of these organs, right? Skin, things like that. Your kidneys, you know, talking about urinary tract infections, things like that. The liver, the kidneys, and the lymphatic system each filter different toxins in different areas of the body while also performing other crucial duties. The liver, I'm going to go over a little bit more in a minute. I mean, this is the powerhouse of your detoxification system. But when I say system, I'm really talking about all of these things working together. Now, your skin isn't the most effective at detoxing but it is the largest detox organ on the outside of your body. Your liver would be the largest inside. And your skin is used almost as a last resort when the system is really bogged down. So if you are experiencing any of the skin issues that I mentioned and have maybe been ignoring some of the other red flags that were on that list, it's almost guaranteed that your body is trying to tell you that you need some detox support. Because like I said, the skin is, it's not effective and efficient at detoxification, but the body will use it if it needs to, because it covers the most space. So if you're showing signs in your skin, chances are you've got to do some detoxification support. So your liver here is really the rock star of detox, and it has some of the most important functions in our body. It is a part of over 500 processes. Yes, 500. I mean, this thing is working hard all the time. And it's really important that uh, you give it its adequate time to rest. So one of the biggest things that you can do to help your liver today is make sure that you are sleeping before 11 p.m. and sleeping past 4 a.m. 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. is about the time period where our liver and gallbladder are doing most of their processing and planning from the previous day and for the next day. If you are waking up in that time period, so a lot of the time when I'm working with clients who are having hormonal issues, they will be waking up sometime between the 2 a.m., 3 a.m. time period, and that is uh, a really I mean, almost surefire, but sign that they're having some kind of hormonal issue because your liver also processes hormones. It processes your excess hormones. That's how you uh, excrete them and detoxify them is through the liver, even your own hormones. Like we are not supposed to just build up indefinite amounts of these things within our body. They also have to exit our body when we no longer need them or we have them in excess. So when you're experiencing hormonal imbalances, you might wake up during that time period because your liver is working so hard on all of that. It's actually getting disrupted in the process. Your body is getting disrupted in the process. So making sure that you are asleep before 11 PM and after 4 AM, making sure that those are the core hours of your sleep, really, really important and a simple thing that you can do for your liver today. But let's talk a little bit more about what the liver does so we can really understand the full scope of it. Your liver is in charge of bile production. Bile is essential for breaking down and dispersing fats. This is why I mentioned on that list, if you have poor digestion, especially when it comes to fats, this could be a sign that your liver and or gallbladder are really struggling because this is done in conjunction with the gallbladder. Now, if you have your gallbladder removed, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute as to what that might mean for you. But you may have some issues digesting, especially with fats, because your, your liver is now primarily in charge of releasing bile. I'll talk about that in a second. 
As I mentioned, detoxification is one of the big things that your liver does. The liver detoxifies the blood from things like drugs, alcohol, and toxins from our food and environment. But it also does this with our body-made chemicals, like I was just mentioning, with hormones. It is in charge of detoxifying all of those things out of our blood. Like, this is a lot of work here, folks. I hope we are appreciating our liver just a little bit more right now. Stress can cause excess hormone buildup in our body, which can also overload and damage the liver. Yes, you can be damaging the liver. Even if you are someone who does not drink alcohol or do drugs, we often think that liver damage is not something that happens to us unless we're consuming recreational drugs or over-the-counter drugs at exorbitant rates and drinking a lot of alcohol. That is not true. In today's world, unfortunately, that is not true. It is actually a lot easier to damage our livers than it ever was before. With liver damage, it becomes hard to filter and excrete excess and toxic substances, which then triggers further buildup in our body. And a lot of these toxins store in our fat. So if you are also someone who is having a hormonal imbalance, if you are gaining weight and things like that, and actually gaining visceral fat, a lot of these toxins are going to be storing in those places as well, which means when you do get things back on track and you're able to get your body to a place where it's detoxifying properly and it starts to release some of that visceral fat, you are also going to be re-releasing toxins in your body. It can be a really hairy process. So we want to make sure we're doing everything that we can to help our liver get those things out and not have them build up and, and store in our body. This is not a great cycle to be stuck in. And yet I see it so much with my clients. It unfortunately is not very uncommon. What is one of our body's natural mechanisms, fun fact here, to to deal with this toxin buildup? Crying. Yep, crying. So for those of you who might be a crier out there, if that is you, uh, don't be ashamed. Your body is trying to release. (laughs) Your body, your liver is needing release and is struggling with toxins. And so it it needs to get it out somehow. If you are someone who frequently finds yourself feeling a bit overly emotional, this could be why. This could be a sign of it. You need to let the tears flow. I'm not telling you to hold it back, but it is your body's way of helping out the liver and detoxifying, even for kids. I mean, kids will get to those points too. If if they've had a lot of different foods that they're not normally used to, been in different environments that they're not normally used to, and they get overly weepy and, and crying a lot, this can be a sign that their liver is just needing some extra support right now. And same could be for you as well. So fun fact there might want to talk about your liver if you've been crying a lot lately. (laughs) Body heat is also produced in the liver. If you have temperature regulation issues, if your hands and feet are always cold, there's a couple of reasons that that could be happening, but there is a good chance that your liver is part of the reason why your body heat is not regulated properly. Most of the vitamins and nutrients absorbed by the digestive system go to the liver first to be processed and sent to the appropriate locations. Your liver is the one who decides, okay, these nutrients, you're going here, you're going there. Our liver also stores iron, vitamin A, D, E, and K. Yes, our fat-soluble vitamins uh, get stored in the liver. And so 
again, if you are having nutrient deficiencies in any of those areas, good idea to take a look at the liver and see how the liver is doing, how your liver health is, because that could be part of the reason why. It might not be because you're not properly consuming those vitamins and nutrients. It could be you are not able to properly store those. This is also why I really don't agree with testing for some of these. So when uh, some doctors test your iron count or test your vitamin D, particularly because those are two that I know a lot of doctors are, you know, very trigger happy to test for, but they're only testing what's active in your blood at that moment. And that doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. It's not an accurate picture of how much iron or how much vitamin D you have in your body at that moment, because your liver stores some, it saves some for later. These are ones that, you know, I tell my clients, we, we do want to consume these on a daily basis because we don't want to have to use up too much of our stores, but our body does store it for a reason. Vitamin D, for example, like our body was not created uh, unintelligently there, you know, we, we cannot get sun every single day, 365 days a year in certain parts of the world because of the angle at which the sun is to us where we live. Like there is only, there's a certain angle that the sun has to be at in order for you to actually start synthesizing vitamin D when the sun hits your skin. And so for those of us who are living in Northern latitudes, that's not possible during certain times of the year. So our body stores vitamin D. Yeah, your active vitamin D might look a little bit lower in the wintertime if you live in a colder area, but you that doesn't mean that you're completely void of vitamin D. Your, your liver is storing some of that for you. So anyway, that's a, that's a quick rant there <laughs> on that one. Protein is also metabolized in the liver and made into key plasma proteins for our blood, without which we would not clot or have a proper immune system function. So again, if you've got some issues there with anemia, clotting, uh, immune system being really run down, getting sick often. We're going to take a look at the liver and see what's going on there. Sugar is stored in the liver as glycogen, which our body uses in many essential functions, uh, as well as fats. Fats are stored in the liver as well. The fats are used when glucose levels are running low and to make cholesterol. Our body makes its own cholesterol. We do not need to consume cholesterol. We can make it ourselves. Now, as I mentioned before, liver damage is not something that only happens to those who drink or take lots of drugs. And unfortunately, the stats now are showing that it's most often caused by poor diet and about 60,000 Americans die of liver disease every single year. Yeah, that's not, not a great number there, folks, uh, for something that we, we can be preventing completely preventing non-alcoholic fatty liver disease affects nearly one in three adults in the United States. That's, that's not great friends. That's, that's not great at all. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, meaning your diet and lifestyle is contributing to your, your liver disease. It, it can be prevented. It can all be prevented. Now I want to backtrack for a second and talk about living without a gallbladder because that does play an essential role in this whole process. So as I said before, your liver filters out old blood to clean it of metabolic waste. The waste is then turned into bile and stored in your gallbladder. And then your gallbladder releases it into your digestive tract as the next meal flows into your intestines. And like I said, it, it helps particularly with breaking down those fats. So 
Very often, if you are someone who no longer has a gallbladder, you may have noticed prior to having your gallbladder out that fatty foods may have irritated you at that time. Now they might be very hard for you to digest, but before they were probably getting harder to digest as well because of the gallbladder's unhealthiness. If your gallbladder has been surgically removed, bile ends up just trickling out slowly throughout the day because there's no place to store it. And since bile is what helps you digest fats, um, if you don't have a gallbladder to store large amounts of bile for digestion, breaking down fatty meals or larger meals can be particularly challenging. Now, the thing that pisses me off the most about this is that doctors usually don't tell you shit, probably because they don't know shit about this, but it's just really aggravating because in this day and age, as I've said before, we know that nutrition, diet, and lifestyle plays a role in all of these things. And so again, I just wish that they would, would tell their patients one, that they don't need to remove their gallbladders to begin with. There's a good chance, depending on the level of damage in the gallbladder at the time that it is caught, most people, if they were a, if they change their diet and lifestyle and probably pretty drastically at that point, if you're starting to experience damage, you really need to make some quick changes. So it, it, it would be hard. It wouldn't be something that you could do that gradual at that point because you're trying to save your damn gallbladder. But it, I wish that they would just tell patients that that was even a possibility and to find somebody to work with, but they don't. They say, oh, well, we can just take that out. You don't need one of those. Yeah, sure. You could live without a gallbladder, but it's not going to be very happily. It's not going to be very healthy. Like it's going to be fucking hard. It's hard to drastically change your diet and lifestyle, but you get to keep your gallbladder. It's hard to live without your gallbladder also. Like, like you're choosing your heart. It's just choosing your heart. And doctors usually tell you, you can go back to eating like you used to and that nothing is off the table. I've had so many clients at this point have come to me that don't have a gallbladder and no one ever. I mean, I have had women who've had their, their gallbladders out for 20 years and no one anywhere along the line of any of the health issues that they had afterwards, any of the digestive issues that they've had afterwards, no one has told them that it could have something to do with them not having a gallbladder. Uh, hello? No shame here, but these things, issues with your gallbladder were probably caused from what you were eating at the time and what you were exposed to at the time. And you probably had no idea because no one fucking told you. And then no one tells you afterwards that you're going to have a hard time with things like fats. Animal products can be particularly hard for people without gallbladders because they almost always contain fats. And you are out there left with strong struggling either with gallbladder disease or without a gallbladder. I just, it's infuriating. I'm tripping over my own words trying to just even talk about it because I get so fucking mad. And I have a woman in Simply Healthy Academy right now, again, without a gallbladder and no one has ever said anything to her. And a couple of the little tweaks that I'm actually going to record on the next episode to talk about detoxification a couple of little tweaks that we've made with her nutrition, obviously adding more plants is always going to be beneficial. Absolutely always, no matter what the issue is. So adding more plants and doing a couple of other small things to support her digestion and her digestion has dramatically changed, dramatically changed in a matter of weeks. And she has lived, been living without a gallbladder. I think she said she had her gallbladder out over 20 years ago at this point. It's fucking ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. So what does this all mean? What is the point of this episode? The point of this episode is 
You need to support detoxification. You need to understand what that means, what your detoxification system is, what I explained to you here, how that all works, why your liver is so important, and that you need to be supporting detoxification in your body. Fortunately, there are some really simple ways that you can do that. And of course, I'm going to give them to you because this is the Simply Healthy You podcast. And so I'm not going to be presenting any sort of challenging things for you. As I said, please stop with the fucking juice cleanses. You don't need fancy pills. They just want to get money out of you because detoxing is trendy. And you know, Much like gut health, as I said on those episodes, I'm really glad that these topics have become more mainstream and more people are talking about them and more people are becoming educated about what that actually means and how to best support people. Unfortunately, all of the freaking influencers and everybody who wants to talk about their favorite fucking juice is out there telling you bad information about detoxification. It does not have to be complicated or anything crazy. If you are experiencing health issues, I would suggest seeking the support of someone who understands this system like I have explained to you in this episode so that they can look at what might be some underlying inflammation, what might be coming from your liver, uh, ways to better support your liver in the cases of illness already happening. If you've just got some of these symptoms, but nothing uh, really diagnosed yet, no full-blown issues, you might have some time to just improve a few things that I'll talk about on the next episode that can help with supporting detoxification and you know just be fine on your own. In many cases though, these are the things that you can trace back some of these diseases to, some of these autoimmune diseases, underlying inflammation, many of those those things that I talked about on the list earlier. So would be a great idea to seek support in this area. If you heard that list of warning signs earlier and we're like, Oh gosh, I've got a few of those to check off. I need to, I need to talk with someone about this. I am going to put all of those simple tips though into the next episode so that this doesn't go too long. Wanted to make sure that you understood exactly what I mean when I'm talking about detoxification, what organs I'm looking at and how I view the system. So that next time when I give you the tips, you know exactly what it is that we are applying those to and how that is going to help support you and your body in detoxifying so you can live a healthy, happier life. If you have questions about detox, feel free to head on over to my Instagram at simply healthy Casey, K-A-C-E-Y and shoot me a DM. I would be happy to talk about it. And I can even add some information into the next episode before I record it because it has not been recorded yet. So feel free to head on over there and shoot me a DM. And I hope this was helpful for you. Thanks again for listening. And I will catch you next time to talk about detoxification tips. Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants.